Hi guys, welcome back to the Whipped Cream Podcast. I'm your host, Yaka Harris. Uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in and um, all the amazing feedback that I've been getting um, about season two. Please don't forget to subscribe and review the podcast. I'm just going to keep asking you every week, so you may as well just get it over with and do it now. Um, I have an amazing guest with me today and I'm really excited to speak to her. Um, so let's get into it. Hi, Monique. Hi, Bianca. What's going on, girl? <laughs> oh, what's going on? I'm so excited. This is like my first podcast, so. Oh, it is. Yeah. Wait, I think. Oh, I thought you said you'd done. One I already. did one, but that wasn't like that wasn't just me. That was with other people. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yes. Which podcast was it? That was around product development and how to launch your product into the market. Okay, so first things first. What's your astrology sign? Aquarius. Oh. Yes. Really? Yes. My dad's an Aquarius. I do really well with Aquarius. I'm a Cancer. Oh, good. Yeah. Yes, we have. We are creative, strong-willed beings. Very strong-willed. Yes. What's your husband? He is a Virgo. Oh. We are opposites. Actually. Really? Yes. So does that work for you? It actually works very well because we complement each other so well. Where I'm kind of like, let's do this, let's do that, let's do this, and he's kind of like, all right, just pump your brakes for two seconds. <laughs> How are we going to do it? <laughs> exactly. Right. Exactly. So he's They're very like, logical. Yes. Extremely, um, you know. Yes. Right? But like, kind of like, buy the book and take your time. Slow and steady wins the race. That's, that's like Virgo. And it's like super loyal um, on every front. And we've been together 10 years. What? Yeah. We've, we've only been married a year, but we've been together 10 years. Holy shit. Oh my yeah. God. That's amazing. Yeah. That's so that's beautiful. My, that's my rock. That's my rock right there. Um, so I really, I mean, I've been meaning to do this podcast with you for a while. So I'm really glad that we got to have this happen. Uh, I just think you're so inspiring. Like Thank literally you. since the day I met you, I'm like, who is this fucking person? <laughs> you're just so smart and so strong. And I mean, I know people that are labeled strong probably get tired of hearing that because then you, you know, like... For me, I'm sure you get the same. I get the same. And I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, but today I'm not strong. Yeah. Like, today I'm not. I'm weak. And I'm like, need someone to help me get out of bed. A hundred percent. But you really are. And I think you're just such an amazing inspiration. So I wanted to, oh, thank just wanted you. to talk to you. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate it. And, you know, it goes both ways. So tell people, I mean, we were just talking about this off air, but a little yeah. bit about what you do um, in your career. Oh and my life. gosh. Uh, yeah, and you're talking about how difficult it is to actually describe that. Yeah. Uh, because I have such an, you know, and I don't say it to be, you know, on my high horse, but I have an extensive background in a lot of things, which I just had to write out the other day, so it's interesting. So my background's in product development. I've worked in product development and business strategy for 15 years um, in the fashion sector, pr- predominantly. And I've traveled the world. And what does with product my- development really mean? Okay, so it means taking the idea from concept to an actual physical something in your hand. Got it. Yeah. So um, I've done designing, but really where I thrive is helping other people get their idea from in their head into hand. Um, And there's a lot of steps in between there. So there's manufacturing, um, there's sourcing, all of those things I did for a long time. And what I realized while I was doing designing, I also had a jewelry company for five years um, which I loved to do and realized I loved, <laughs> I loved making it more than I like selling it. 
Right. It became really personal. Right. I actually fell in love with my product. You're like, I don't want to give this to yeah, you. Yeah, I was like, I don't want to give this to you. I don't want to, I have to charge you like a million dollars. I love this piece so much. My blood, sweat, and tears. And um, so I realized I really like to help other entrepreneurs launch their stuff into the market. And I love problem solving. Like that is my jam. It's like, let's hash this out, brainstorm on how to come up with a creative, a creative way to get this into the hands of the consumer. So that's what I've been doing for the last, I'd say, five years consistently. And um, most recently, um, that's all been interrupted. Uh, I got diagnosed with breast cancer eight months ago, and probably eight months ago now, February. And that called into question like everything I knew myself to be. It like was, you think you're, you're going along on your perfect path of this is what I'm going to do and this is what I'm going to be and this is how much I'm going to make and this is who I'm going to marry and this is the house I'm going to live in and then something like cancer shows up and you're like first of all you're shocked because I mean not to say anything but I've been in the gym okay I was in the gym I was eating right and this showed up and it made and you're question young. and I'm young and you know and all the doctors tell me that they're like given your health and your age, you shouldn't be here. I shouldn't be talking to you. But this is happening more and more to like young women under the age, under 35. That's terrifying. It is, it is. And it's something that was so far off my radar when it happened, that's why I felt like it was such a shock. Like I never thought in a million years I'd be have the words, I have cancer come out of my mouth. Like just never, never. And none of my friends had cancer. Um, I didn't really, I don't have it in my family. So I was like, as long as I eat right and go to the gym, I won't get any of these illnesses people are talking about. Like, take care of yourself, people. That's what I always say, like, take care of yourself and you'll be fine. And yeah, I got it anyways. So it made me really take a look at what have I been doing and also what, how much time do I actually have to do the things I say one day I'm going to do? Because you have this, this feeling of, I've got time. There's still time. Even though I'm doing a million things, which I'm sure you are too, like you're always working on so many things, thinking you don't have enough time, but in the back of your mind, you're like, I've got time. I'm young. And this made me really reevaluate how much time do I actually have? And even when you have the time, how are you going to be healthy enough to execute on all of those big dreams that you have? Yeah. I think that, so you did an event last week where you spoke. Yes. Just a couple of days ago, even Sunday. Yeah, last oh week, too, pretty much. I yeah. Know, right? So, um, like, I've been following you as much as I can. I just, uh, um, so you spoke at the event. Can you talk a little bit about it? Sure, sure. Um, so I spoke on Saturday and last Sunday as well. So on Saturday, it was called Boobies and Brunch. And it was like a very small group of women um, who came to just really hear about different things you can do um, to protect yourself. And it was a panel, um, there was a panel discussion, and then I got to be one of the keynote speakers. And that was, that was really amazing um, because there was different people from different fields. So it was like, how do you take care of your finances just in case? taking care of your health just in case and um like the financial planning part of it but also like the insurance part of it and it's like those areas i find like especially if you're an entrepreneur it's like stuff you don't really want to talk about 
it's like I don't want to worry it's like I want to worry about making money but that whole like investing and protecting yourself and saving is something that for me anyways at the time I was like it's not that big a deal right like I know in the back of my mind it's important but it's like I'm not gonna spend my whole, I don't have a whole bunch of money to be saving money anyways right right and um, also like insurance when you're like an entrepreneur you don't get the proper insurances for yourself um, because you're too busy on the grind and when you have like a job it takes care of you sometimes but we don't even read that book they give you and you sign nobody reads that book I've it's like I don't even know that. what the hell's in that thing yeah when you get sick you pull out that book what so that's the first you are like okay what am I covered for what am I covered for you know and I was really lucky that I had gotten um, I had wanted a kind of like a break from the entrepreneur space because <laughs> I'd been in it for so long I was like I just need a regular job for a second so I yeah. can like First of all, we just got married and I was like, somebody need to pay these bills. And I had just, I had been in that job for three months when I got diagnosed and thank God, you know, my company was amazing enough to, you know, advance my benefits so I could get it um, and take care of all of my bills. But the thing is I had gotten critical illness insurance um, when I was back in my twenties and not thinking I would ever really need it, but just in case, because I was an entrepreneur, I didn't have any other insurance, but I was afraid I was gonna get carpal tunnel in my hands from making all of my own jewelry. And a family friend was like, okay, get this insurance. In case something happens and you can't work, you will get paid. And you do, the, you do a physical, like somebody comes to your house, you do a physical, and you don't have to do that physical again. So even as I get older, the, the premium on my, on my insurance never changed. And I tried to cancel this insurance a thousand times. Uh, I was like, I don't really? need that. Oh my gosh. I was like, what do I need? It's 60 bucks a month. And I was like, I could use that 60 bucks a month. I didn't really think it was that big a deal. Like for your phone or something. Whatever. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh. I'm like shopping all the time. I'm like, what do I, like, I really didn't think it was going to make an impact. I was like, Monique, you're, people get insurance and people are out to scam you. You know, they just want you to pay these and you're never going to use them in your lifetime. Like, thank God I got it because having cancer is one thing. Having cancer and being broke is another thing and I can't even imagine what people go through when they don't have the finances like the security to take care of themselves because now you're off work um, even if you get on EI it's not enough no you know it's there's so many it's like your regular bills need to be paid but now you're compounded by all of your medical bills it's like I'm at the doctor like sometimes three times a week that's like even now even now you've got gas you've got paying for parking at hospitals I was like I just found out what the actual because now I'm on hormone therapy I've been through a lot of different treatment but now I'm on hormone therapy which is a shot I take every month I go to the hospital they give it to me it's like an implant and I'm thinking to myself you know how long am I gonna stay at this job I don't know right right now they're holding it for me that's great but in my mind like I'm still an entrepreneur at heart I want to go build things so if I was an entrepreneur and I didn't have this insurance, I was like, what would this shot cost me? And before this, I never looked at the bill. And that one shot is $495. That's once a month, $495. Wow. And that's just the shot. That's not all the, all other, the other things. All the other things that you need. So I was like, oh my God. Right? If I didn't have insurance, I'd have to, I don't even know. I really don't know. I'm sure there's like different programs and things you can apply for. Um, but, but also, a, how long does that take? How long? What if you need something immediately? Like, exactly. There's always a process. There's always a process. Things, yeah. There's always a process. So um, I was really happy to be able to get up and speak about that at the event. And then on Sunday, um, it was the boobs 
art gallery event and they have different artists come in and they do like a curated collection um, around breast cancer awareness. And it was great. And it was, a, it was an even younger demographic. And it was amazing to me that these girls had put this on, not having been impacted by breast cancer, but knowing that it's something that could impact them, they put this event on. And I got to speak to, it was just great because so many people came up to me afterwards and thanked me for inspiring them now to want to go check themselves. And early detection is the only quote unquote cure right now. Um, so at the event, there were all of these young women who had said to me like, you know, before going to something like this, I never would have considered checking my boobs because I'm young, I'm healthy, I am, I wouldn't see the, see the point. But after hearing your story, it's really going like already, like during your talk, I was checking my boobs. I thought that was really, I was too. I was thought that was amazing. So I got to say this. So I think that I, this is something that really has never happened to me in my life. So mm -hmm. you were up there talking. Yes. I messaged you about it after, but I didn't really tell you the full deal. So you were up there talking. Yes. And I have this major fear of cancer. Like it's really, it's a serious fear. Okay. A lot of people do. Yeah. Like it's like, like I literally feel like physically, I, mm. I freak the fuck out about it. Um, my like godmother got diagnosed with like, I think it was colon. And then, you know, I mean, she passed away from it, but mm -hmm. seeing her and go through, like go through all the stages, I think really impacted me. Like it, anyway, so mm -hmm. you were talking and I literally had a physical reaction. I got mm. super sweaty. I start, the room started spinning and I, my friend was like, I was kind of like leaning on her. I was like, I'm going to faint. Like I'm going to fall. She's like, what do you mean? I'm like, I, I don't know. I have to leave. So I ran outside, literally in the middle of you talking, ran outside and I had to like sit outside of the venue and kind of just like kneel down. And I like, you know, when you, you know, when you're going to throw up and you, your mouth starts getting watery, mm. you, you ever have that? That's what happened. And I had to sit there. She got me water. Like, I think the air oh just God. kind of helped me. And I just was like, what? I've never had, I've never felt like I was going to faint before ever in my life. And I think that I, I'm like, the only thing I can think of is like, I ate that day. I didn't, it's not like I didn't eat anything. Like I was like, I didn't do anything unusual today. I went to the gym. Like I had a normal day. I was like, I honestly think that I had a physical reaction because I was so in the conversation mm. with you that I like think that like, it like manifested into like a, like I just freaked the fuck out. Oh my That's gosh. the only thing I can come up with at this point. And I mean, so I maybe caught like 10 minutes of the talk. <laughs> I don't know how long it was because I had to like, I'm like, I need to leave. It was, like, 20, was, it was about 20 minutes. Out. It was about 20 minutes. Yeah. So I'm like, oh. I don't know if like, I so maybe, you don't even know what I said. <laughs> I don't even know what you said and whatever you did say at first, <laughs> I was just freaked the fuck out and I don't know. That's the only thing I can, can come up with as to why I had that reaction. And I, I'm honestly, I'm not, I wouldn't say that I'm surprised because just because before I was diagnosed, like it was such a far, so far removed far from fetched. Yeah. Like even if I was in the back of my mind as a possibility, like I knew like don't smoke cigarettes, you could get cancer. Right. Um, but still, it wasn't somebody who was like, I can go and talk to, like, I'm talking to you now and I have it, right? Like, that's, that's scary for people. And it's still scary for people. Like, as much as people had come up to me and said, now I'm going to go check my breasts, I had another friend say, I actually have a lump that I found. It's probably nothing, but I'm so afraid to go check it now yeah. and know because now I know what you, I could go through. Yeah. So I get it. And... Sometimes ignorance is bliss, and that's why people don't want to check. 
Um, but do you know how important it is that you're speaking up about this? Because a lot of people go through these things and you don't even know. Like, you may know, oh, so, like my, my cousin's cousin has cancer and this is what she's dealing with. But it's not something that like people are seeing every day. And even though it might be like, sometimes I tune into your stuff. I'm like, it's hard to watch for me because I know you. And yeah. I also know how real it is. I think it's so important because it is creating more awareness. Like we all talk about this awareness thing, like let's create awareness, but like you're watching a video and you're, you're, you're listening to something on the radio is different from seeing somebody every single day and literally what they're going through. Like that's a it totally is. different feeling. Um, so I don't even know like why. Okay. Here's the question I have. Why did you intend on making it so like sharing it so much? Like, was it something that you just kind of like picked up the phone and started or was it like, like what went through your head? Well, actually, yeah, it saved me. Honestly, it saved me. What one thing that happened and I, maybe this, I don't know what part you had left at in the talk, but, um, oh, actually I didn't share this at that talk. This was on Saturday. One of the hard, hardest things I had to do was tell my mom. So telling my mom, it was like one of the hardest things I ever had to do. Um, and it was literally they knew I was waiting for results. So, and my mom's a super worry wart. Like she worries about everything. And you know, when you have one of those really worried moms, it's like, you don't want to tell her nothing. Cause she just like takes it on like, and wears it. Oh my God. She ain't sleeping. She ain't. What? Yeah. So I was like, this is the hardest thing I'm going to have to do. Yet. As soon as I was diagnosed, the first thing I wanted to do was talk to my mom. Right. And when I told her, um, because I had lied to her and said I was getting the diagnosis a few days later, just in case I want needed time to process it. Right. So when I showed up at her house, she wasn't expecting me, and she was like, "Oh, hey, you know," and I just I laid down. So you're the, driving there. I'm driving there. Like, tell me what's going on in well, your. Well, first I called I called my brothers, right? So Corey and I had come in separate cars. So I got the diagnosis, um, and that was. Uh, I don't even know how to describe it. It was like, it's like if you ever have fear of having cancer or anything and a doctor's telling you you have cancer, it's like I go through all of those TV shows you have in your head when someone's getting that news and you're like, man, what would that be like? So literally I'm sitting there on the table and he's t- the doctor's talking and he says, I don't even know what he said. He could have said you have cancer or he said something like wish we had better news. Um, I just from being like, my heart sank and I was like, he's not gonna, I'm like, are you kidding me? And I, he's talking and he starts saying things like chemotherapy, radiation, um, mastectomy, surgery, um, stage, not stage one, you know, like it had already spread to my lymph nodes. So it wasn't stage one. And I just kept thinking, What? Like, I, I remember I was saying, this is so stupid. I said this like a thousand. I just, I kept saying, Corey, this is so stupid. And the doctor's talking and I'm just saying, this is so stupid. This is so stupid. This is impossible. This is stupid. And then I'm like crying, but I'm still thinking that he's going, like, this is a dream. Like, this isn't happening. He doesn't know what he's talking about. They've made a mistake. They've clearly made a mistake because I feel 100% fine. So... He also, the doctor also said, you know, we're going to have to send you to a fertility specialist because chemo impacts your fertility. And that was harder to hear than all of it because I was like, now you're telling me whether or not I want to have kids is in the point. Now you're telling me there's this, me trying to treat the cancer that could kill me is going to stop me from possibly having children. 
and we just got married and we had decided to wait a year. We actually were going to start trying in February and something told me, and you know, I totally believe in like God and the universe always talking to you. Something said, Monique, wait. And I remember going to Corey and saying, now's not the time. And I got diagnosed like, what was it? Like a few weeks after that. But I remember saying, now's not the time. Let's just wait. And luckily we did because I wouldn't have been able to undergo treatment and be pregnant at the same time. So what happens if you are? Um, well, there's a, there's a possibility that your cancer is going to continue to spread because they can't treat you with chemo when you're pregnant. And the chemo is designed to stop it in its tracks, right? Because that's what cancer does. It's, it starts off in one place, but if you don't treat it, it spreads. It just, their cells, they just keep multiplying. And chemo's job is to, it's not a cure, but it is, it'll stop it, shrink, the idea is it'll shrink your tumors and um, make, like some people do chemo after, I did chemo before, um, different doctors what have do you different mean after, and after. Oh, sorry, after surgery. So sometimes um, you'll be diagnosed, and they'll be like, "Okay, you're gonna have surgery now. We're gonna cut out whatever's there, and then you'll have chemo to like make sure we caught it all." That's what I've heard, right? And I know other women who that's what they go through. For me, I met my doctor, my oncologist, who deals with um, chemotherapy, and she's like, "We're gonna give you chemo first, then." And we're going to try and shrink as much as possible. Then you'll have surgery. Why? She said that they found that this has a better success rate, in her opinion. And every doctor is different. Um, so I said, okay, fine. I don't know any different. At that time, I hadn't met any women with cancer yet. Now I know a lot of women. But at the time, I didn't know any. I was like, okay, fine, whatever. And also, my cancer is faster growing. Breast cancer has a lot of different types of breast cancers. It means different hormones are involved. With mine, all of the hormones are involved. Everyone that could. So estrogen receptors, progesterone receptors, positive. So it can be negative or positive. Mine are both positive. And then there's another protein, it's called HER2, um, which can be negative or positive. And mine is also positive. So how hard was it to get this diagnosis and then want to go home and research all of it yourself and then I, so much information it was so over like how like, do you know what to even literally i went from there to my mom's to chapters in the same night and i was wearing like these big sunglasses because i've been bawling my face off i bought like every book i could find ones that say you don't need chemo ones that say like you can get it with a with a, what is it like a plant-based diet cure yourself like all of these things yeah so what's the deal with that because i hear a lot about that too Ah, yes, yes. There's so much, there's so much information. I've done a lot of reading now on it. Um, I believe that food is your cure to every ailment. Um, but you also have to know, and this is, I think the missing piece from a lot of people's lives. And it was for mine was just, you don't know which foods agree with you and don't agree with you if you've never done any testing, right? So having like, um, food sensitivity testing, um, is important because certain foods are good for your body and not good for other people's bodies. And then packaged foods, um, the oils we're putting in our food, frying foods, like oil is, is a man-made thing. It's manufactured. There, there are better oils for you, like olive oil, but they're all, it's manufactured stuff. Like you want to eat whole foods, like things that have like one name, potato. You know what I mean? So what about those... What about those? Because I'm always like, of course, there's like different roots 
yes. different routes to get to healing or whatever it is. So yeah. what did you think about when you were reading these books that was like, you can heal it all with your food? Like I've heard people yes. that, that that's worked for. So like, and I know someone who's doing it now. Option. Yeah. Um, I did think about that. I said, you know, maybe I don't need to do chemo and I can do all of these. I read a lot about a different things and it's such a personal choice. Yeah. And I talked to, I did get a hold of a woman. Um, and she said to me, Monique, whatever you choose, make sure you're choosing it for you. Don't choose it for your husband. Don't choose it for your family. Choose it for you, whatever it is. And chemo scared the crap out of me, for sure. Um, more so, now that I know what it is, I was like, there's nothing to be scared of because you don't actually know what you're getting yourself into. But I knew mine was faster growing than some of the other women I spoke to. Um, and I also, for me, I didn't want to look back and say, did I try everything? to be here as long as I could be. And the other piece was we live, we're lucky to have the medicine available that we do. A lot of places don't. You can't just go and get chemo. It's not that easy, right? And I was like, I'm so lucky to live in Canada and have the best possible doctors and have hospitals in driving distance. Even some places in Canada, you don't you're not in driving distance of your hospital we're so fortunate we really are even funny so someone else said that to me and i was like that is what hit home for me i said why i said i do believe in but it's like you can do both and that's what i'm doing now it's like well it's integrative right right? so i've got on one i've got a team of doctors who give me nothing but medicine then i have my naturopathic doctors who help with whatever side effects that may cause and rebuilding my body so I'm doing both. I've had someone describe this chemo to me as basically they kill you and then you got to break yourself back to life. So it's like, <laughs> I've, I've literally heard it described to me like that many times. I don't even, like you said, I don't even know what it is really. Like, well, I, I hear all the things that happen to people when they get it, but I don't really know what it is. It's like, cause there isn't, it isn't an easy thing to describe, but, and there's different types of chemo, right? Mine was intravenous. Right, so you go. But why in. did you just burst out laughing? Because it is, it is like you feel like dying. Right. You felt fine before they gave you chemo. Literally, I felt fine, like just like how we are right now. But when I had chemo, it's it's a it's like it is it like it goes through your entire body, and even though it's killing the cancer, it's also destroying a lot of healthy cells. Right. A lot of healthy cells. So you don't you take the worst flu you've ever had, and say that's your best day on chemo because that's what it is how, how did you emotion like forget physically because of course that's but how did you emotionally get through that emotionally a few things one my support system i have an amazing support system my husband is amazing is the best i don't even have a word i wrote a whole blog post just dedicated to him because you guys i don't have like I a word for him when i see you guys together i just I have to walk away <laughs> i'm telling you i can't even handle anything about you so and i just we've leave. been we've been through a lot of different things so in different health issues before with him so he gets this we've dealt with hospitals we've dealt with not feeling well yeah, i remember something about yeah. this that you so maybe he, told me yeah he had um he's crohn's free now but he had crohn's disease right and that affects your whole digestive tract you can't eat things. You think you can eat things. You can't. Like he had lost like 50 pounds. Did you go through the whole like why me? Like did you go through like why me? I'm angry. Like all of that oh kind of thing. Oh my God. Anger. I was so angry. Now I'm not. I can say 
wholeheartedly I'm not angry anymore, but definitely angry for a long time. For the whole whole process, just angry that it was taking a piece of, I felt like it was taking a piece of me. Like it was taking whoever I thought myself to be, I'm not me anymore. Because even though physically it's doing things to you, your physical and your mental are one. They are one. So if physically you're not feeling well, your brain's not doing what it's supposed to be doing. So your brain, it's like, and they call it, it's called chemo, chemo brain. You get like a fog where you can't, you're not thinking straight. Things don't seem normal. And emotionally, you're all over the freaking place. Like one minute I'll be laughing, next minute I'm like bawling my face off. Like literally moment to moment, it was like that. So those hormones, man. Oh my God, it was, it was madness. So I had Corey on one hand who had to deal with my every day, like where I can't eat, can't sleep, I can't get up, I can't lay down, I can't see because the glare from things would kill me. I was wearing sunglasses, a head, uh, a hair cap, and a bathrobe for like four months straight. Um, and then every day I would ask him, you know, do I look, how do I look? Am I okay? Do I look ugly? Do I look like a sick person? Do I look like... You know, and literally he'd have to tell me every day, you know, you look beautiful, you look great, your hair will grow back, your eyebrows will grow back, you look like a cute milk dud. That's what he used to say, you look like a cute milk dud. And I was like, and I was like, I don't look like a scary alien. I don't look like a scary alien uh, with no hair. And he's like, nope, you look like a cute milk dud. I Sexy mean, milk honestly, dud. I like your hair short. This I love, but when you have right, no of course, hair, of course. No, it's no, no, not no. even I mean, like the right no now, hair, it's, it's like, no eyebrows and no eyelashes. That's what really got me. I remember waking up one, like just when you naked. pass yourself in the mirror, you become your most vulnerable. You're completely naked. Like that's the best word for it. And I'm happy I went through it. Like I'm, I don't wish this on anybody, but at the same time, it was an awakening. Like when I went from having, my hair was my thing. I had a cool mohawk. I love my hair. I spent so much time and money on my hair and keeping it like that was my protection. You know, we all have our thing. And when it was gone, and that's not there anymore, and you just, you're like, this is just you. You aren't any of those things that you're using to protect yourself. I couldn't even put makeup on for months because every time I would, my whole face would break out like in crazy, like look like your face was burnt. It was weird. I remember you messaged me something about eyebrows and I was like, oh, why don't you just go get like the- Microblading. And I was like, and then you're like, no, I can't. I was like, shit. But the thing is, I didn't even know that I had to go to my, when I went to inquire about it, the, the woman, the esthetician sent me back a document to sign that says in it, if you're doing chemotherapy, you can't do microbating. Right. I said, what? So I asked my oncologist, she's like, do not puncture your skin in any form. I forgot that you did. Like you don't even think about but it. But I didn't think about it either. Right. So it's normal that you would say that because I didn't. If she had not sent that to me, I would have went and done it, of course. You know, and she's like, you're so open to infection right now. Do not puncture your skin, not even acupuncture. Do not do anything. Right. And I was like, crap. So I bought. What I, if you like smash, like, like, yeah, hit you your cut arm yourself. Or they tell you not. They say be careful. Like right now, I like cut myself yesterday cooking, and like even that, they're like, don't pull your hangnail, don't cut your nails too short, but short enough that you don't scratch yourself. They, and maybe nothing will happen, but they want to make sure your body's not trying to fight infection now. On top like, of on top else. of because you don't have the same cells you had before. Like they're while you're going through chemo, your you know your white blood cells can be like really low and if they're too low you can't do chemo so you'd have to build them back up and get healthy again and then do chemo again luckily i didn't have to miss any of my treatments how did you do this like how there is no how i can't wrap my brain my brain around it's it. literally like how do you explain it it's it's like 
and I, neither of us have kids, so it's hard to explain, but it's kind of like, what do you do, what do, what do all those mothers do when they can't sleep and their kids are screaming, crying in the middle of the night? Do they just keep sleeping because they haven't slept in two days? No, they get up because they don't have a choice. So it's literally the same thing. It's you have a choice on whether, what kind of treatment you do, but whether or not you survive, it's like, what's the alternative? Like, and literally Corey has to tell me that sometimes. Like when I'm right now, I still bitch about the things that I have, the treatment I have to do. He's like, so because the, the hormones I'm going to be on now is going to put me into menopause for five years. What? And yes. So I already get hot flashes because I, because of the chemo has whatever. Um, and I don't know enough about menopause to know how it's all going to go down, but for five years I will be in menopause. And that is all to stop me from producing estrogen because that will have my cancer grow back. And this is the, these are the methods that they know right now work. And I tell, like I complain about it all the time. Like a hot flash, I don't even know how to explain it to people. You know, when people, older people say they have a hot flash, you're like, oh yeah, you're okay, you're hot. It's not like that at all because then you could just take a layer off and you'd be fine. It's like a heating from the inside out. Like your body is like a furnace. And then you feel like pins and needles and it lasts for like, I don't know, three minutes and then it goes away. But that happens like every hour. It's like madness. It's like you want to rip your whole clothes off. It's like you want to rip your skin off. That's what it feels like. And I would say things like, I'm just going to go off of these. I'm like, Corey, this is ridiculous. And he was like, you know, I'd rather have my menopausal wife versus no wife. Because that could be, that is a reality. Right? And... He has to remind me that of sometimes, you know, there isn't, there are choices. You can lay it down and, and do nothing. You can try alternative and I know people who are doing it. And I do do, a, I've changed drastically the supplements I take. My diet is completely changed. Keeping inflammation out of my body by every means possible is my goal. So that means like, um, mostly fruits and vegetables, mostly vegetables, not even fruit because tumors actually feed on sugar. So not that much fruit. Um, whole grains, like n- no sugar, staying away from packaged foods, um, working out, keeping the blood flowing, even if it's just yoga or like walking. Um, How is it? Because you said, like, like you said, there's a lot of people that already do that without cancer, but then still get it. Yeah. It's like, I, I mean, I talk to my mom about this all the time, but it's like, it's so hard because it's like laundry detergent, toothpaste, yep. makeup, yep. hair, like everything, especially women that we come in contact with every single day. Like, how the fuck do you monitor all that? Um, I change my toothpaste, I change my deodorant, and I change my makeup. Which deodorant are you using? Because I have a really good one. Um, Kiss and, what's it called? Kiss My Face? Yeah, so I've heard about that yeah, one. Yeah, that one I, I really, I've tried like 10 different ones. I'm going to send you the picture of the one I'm using. I mean, just okay. like if you want to get it for yeah. like when you're finished with this one. This one is called Piper. Oh, we, you must have gotten it in that uh, girl boss bag. Oh, and it's like a paste. Did you try it? I did. You don't like it? I didn't like the smell of it. Really? <laughs> I didn't I, like it. It's the only one I use now. <laughs> I, like I, didn't like this, I didn't like the smell of it. And I also used like this powder from Lush. It's called... Deodorant? Yeah, but it's like I've a powder. I've heard about it. I've heard about it. And I really that. love it. Really? Um, yeah, I really okay. like it. So send me your, I did, send me your I was suggestions send you, yeah. I, love, I love like finding new deodorant. Yeah. <laughs> that's, like, that's a great thing. But literally it's like when I got diagnosed, I literally remember standing in the bathroom doing, saying exactly what you're saying. It's like, it's not just the stuff I'm putting in my body. It's everything that's around me. 
So I went to the health food store. I was like, I threw everything out. Like I went into a panic. How are obviously. you doing with makeup? Um, I don't put foundation stuff on my face. I do eyeshadow and like eye stuff, but I like your face is your biggest organ, right? So your I skin takes in the out. most. Um, but I use Arbonne. Oh, okay. For, yeah, yeah. They're like I haven't really tried much safe science with well, like mostly natural natural stuff in it. Um, but I don't put a lot of foundation on my face anymore. Like I would yeah, every you used to be every single day. Now I don't. Or and definitely like a primer. So, you know, it doesn't you're there's something in between. There's something in between. Yeah. Um, and I am looking for more natural makeup products for sure. Like everything, like all my body lotions and creams and scrubs. Okay, good. My business partner is really good at like finding the natural, and there, there, are, like, I mean, in LA, it's like there's more natural makeup than there is, you know, how it is there. Yes. Um. So I'll send you some stuff. Okay, perfect. I want to like get that figured out too. Yeah. So I, we even use just it every it day. Up, I'm like, oh, I get anxiety. We use it every day. Yeah. The stuff we use every day, and especially like, like your cleaning stuff. Oh my, I love like I love things smelling clean. So like all that Lysol bleach and all that. It's like air fresheners. All of that had to be eliminated. The water shaving I drink, cream. shaving cream. Like now it's like... What about laundry stuff? I changed my laundry detergent. What do you use? I can send you a picture. Okay. I can't remember what it's called. I got it from like Whole Foods. But it's just like so many... Like the reason I bring that up is like so many... Yeah, there's so many things impacting us that we're not... We don't... We take for granted and we're not paying attention to. Um, and now I notice everything, right? And whatever I can do... And there isn't... A surefire way to stop to not get cancer. It's like we are like your body is made up the way it is. You don't know what's happened over the course of your life that would have your cells start doing things they're not supposed to be doing. That's just a reality because I think I read like cancer, by the time it shows up, it's already been growing for seven years. It doesn't just show up one day. So what I could have done to prevent it, I'll never know. You know, and asking a doctor, they're like, There's nothing you did to cause it. That's what they'll say to you. And you're like, okay, well, it's on one hand, it's good. And on the other hand, it's like, okay, if there's nothing I did to cause it, there's nothing I can do to prevent it from coming back. That's what I, you know, that's where my mind went. But what I realized is like, even just like having gone through surgery and the healing process, it's your body is going to heal a lot faster if you're putting the right foods in it versus the burger and fries I really wanted to eat every single day like really wanted to eat and my doctor would encourage me eat what you want because we need you to heal and we can't have you be depressed or anxious or losing weight so eat whatever you need and I get it because when you're going through chemo um there's so many foods you don't want to eat that whatever you do eat is thank god you ate something but I was also cognizant of the fact that um if my body is healing it's going to have to work 10 times to digest the crap I put in it so it better be some good stuff I put in it because the digestion is like the number one thing your body is doing on a constant. And it has to work so much harder if you're putting stuff in it that shouldn't be there. Um, it's also, me and my mom talk about this all the time because she's like super health maniac. Um, she's just she's a yoga teacher, Reiki. She does all of that stuff. But she's just like, also like the stress in your life. She's like, that literally manifests itself into disease. Oh, so like I really make sure so. that you can... Find a way to detox that. Find a that. way that's yeah. not like going out and drinking and partying all the time. That's You're putting like, more toxins in your body? Yeah. Whatever it is for you. Like yeah. Some people it's bike riding. Some people it's meditating. Some people yeah. it's whatever. So it's, And also um, being able to like, you know, if you're angry or mad about something, like you have to let it out in some way. You keep pushing that down in there, 
Yeah. It's going to turn into something It'll else. always manifest itself. Yeah. 100%. And I think about that too, because I remember somebody on my Facebook had said something like, oh, you need to release all the resentment and anger from your body. And I totally like... I deleted her off of my face. <laughs> You're like, and I'm about I to was do like, that right yeah, now. Bye. <laughs> right? Um, and she's not wrong, but at the time, I was super happy. That's the thing, right? Like, you know me. I've done um, at least four years of personal and professional, you know, development. And all of those things you're talking about, um, hanging on to resentment and anger, like, yeah, my whole, I would say, like, my whole childhood and a lot of my 20s was holding on to a lot of things that have happened which I thought would be the worst of my life. And then I got cancer. <laughs> um, <laughs> but by the time I got cancer, um, I've, I've figured that all out, right? So I was really angry about that too because I was like, what about all this damn personal development I've been doing? I've right. let go. I love everybody in my life and now, and I got it anyways. So, but it is a, a managing your stress, learning how to manage your stress all the time. Right. Not just for the really big things, but it's like you said, just when you're angry about something, deal with it. When you're upset about something, deal with it. When you're anxious about something, how are you dealing with it? Um, that's so huge. And I find that as women, we, we don't like to share what's going on with us. We just are like, I got this. I'm good. And that's like all the women in my life. I got this. you know. And when I was going through it, I had a coach um, through, you know, through Landmark, through my, through, and an unofficial coach, because she does not, I don't hire her, I don't pay her, um, we're really just friends, and she's just there for me, and from the minute, um, before I was diagnosed, you know, she said she's got my back, and she has, and her name's Audrey, and she's a freaking superstar, and she literally was like, you call me every single day, every day, nine o'clock, it's you and me, and she clears me for the day. She's like, whatever you're dealing with, we're going to get it out of your space so you don't live in that space for too long. Because especially when you're going through something like cancer and chemo, your brain's messing with you. It's messing with you on a whole new level. Like you actually think things are real that's being said to you in your head. When I'm getting my period. About <laughs> it's the same. It's the same thing. The week before, I don't get um, physical, like, uh, like I don't run into physical yeah. pain mental the things that are going through my head and then when i get my period and i'm fine i'm like i literally thought those thoughts were real like it felt that real for me I'm in those moments because my hormones were so fucked that nobody could tell me any differently yeah that was me like, so I, like i literally almost quit my job every week before my period i'd be like this is not where i'm supposed to be these people don't appreciate me and then the period would come and i'd be like oh i'm good it's insane it, so let's take that you've got a week Multiply but you're by like months and literally it would take somebody, like even at times I would be angry at her for no, no reason, which would mean I wouldn't have to call her. Right. And then she couldn't take me out of that place. And she'd be calling me and I'd be like, no, you don't understand. You don't have, you don't get what I'm saying. You'll never understand. And as soon as I would talk to her, I'd be fine. But it was like people around me who had to continuously, and as annoying as sometimes I was by the check-in, it was like, that was really the thing that kept me out of that space. Like the distractions, the phone calls, my friend had actually um, set it up. So like all of the people who were invited to my wedding were on one email. She took the email and she had, she organized so a, a gift was sent to my house every week, every week during chemo. It was amazing. And a lot of it was anonymous. I didn't even know who sent it. And it was oh. incredible. So those days where I was like, 
literally like at my lowest, you know, I'd get a ring of the doorbell, it'd be FedEx and it'd be like a new swell bottle or something amazing. And I'd be like, oh my God, this is great. Right. And letters and notes and cards. And it would literally sometimes be the thing that day that had me not go into like a spiral. It was really amazing. So I have Camille to thank for that. She, wow. she was my maid of honor and she's my bestie. And she was like, and she totally denies it to this day that it was her. And I already know it was her because my cousin told me. <laughs> but, um, she doesn't even want the credit. Yeah. yeah she's like, no, I don't know what you're talking about. Um, but the people around you. And really, if I hadn't been so vocal sharing what was going on with me, they wouldn't know how to take care of me. And that's what happens when something's going on with us. I find... I'm you a hider. It's like you don't say anything. Yeah. And then you're wondering why people may not be checking in or saying the right thing to you at the and time. And you get angry about that. Yeah. Then you're oh, like, you're like, babe, I don't even want to talk to you. And then you're cut off for life. Like, now you're not even talking to this person. This person doesn't even know why. But I was like... I'm the queen of that. Yeah. Well, I, I'm sure you're not alone in that. Like, literally, I was like... After I had to tell my mom, I was like, there's going to be so many people... I'm going to need to tell because they're going to wonder what's going on with me. I said, if I just put it out there and tell people, listen, you want to know what's going on with me? Check the blog. That's what's going on with me. And this way I don't, I didn't need to tell each individual person. It, that was way too hard. There was right. just too many people. Well, I remember when we, we, I didn't even know. So we went, uh, so I went to yeah. the girl boss rally. When was that now? That was in March of last year. And I didn't of, even know you were going. I don't think I did. This year. Did I? Of this year. No. Oh, wait. We might have mentioned it quickly, I, but yes, it wasn't I asked like, you where you were staying because I said I was thinking about going to the rally. But it was way before that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, when yeah. I saw you there, I was like, holy that was, shit. I wasn't diagnosed then. I was diagnosed like, because we went into the rally in, on the 4th of March. No, but you told me at the rally. Yeah, but I was diagnosed like the second week of February. Gotcha. So I had already bought my ticket. I was already gotcha, going. Gotcha, and when gotcha. I had messaged you on Facebook, no, I didn't know. I was just like, I'm going to the rally. When you mentioned it to me, at the, I was so, I, know. Like, I felt like I, sl- I was like, I know, what I remember the? your face. You were like, what are you talking about? <laughs> no, I was like, what, Monique, what are you talking about? <laughs> I was like, oh, didn't I mention that? Yeah. Okay, so where are you at now? What's happening now? Let's talk about today. The amazing Bright Future. Today, Amazing Bright Future. Well, what's happening now um, is I'm still healing from my surgery, which is good. It's healing when amazing. When was the surgery? August 1st. Okay. So I got in, I got an infection after that, so it took a long time to heal. Um, but now it's healing amazingly, which is great. And then as soon as that's healed, I will get a green light to do radiation. So okay. radiation will be every day for 21 days. And wow. that's where they go and zap you for like, I don't know, I think it's like 10 minutes um, in your like that designated area. And it's really like to make sure they caught it all. So that's going to happen probably in December. That I'm, I'm also doing, uh, I have targeted hormone therapy, which is like an intravenous thing I get every three weeks. It doesn't hurt. It doesn't do anything. Um, like knock on wood, it could affect your heart. There's a 1% chance. So they check my heart every two months to make sure it's fine. And I'm on hormone blockers, which I just started actually this week was my first shot. So that's every month I'll go and get a shot and that will stop me from producing estrogen. Gotcha. And that's, that's the for, shot you were mentioning. That's a, yeah, and that's for five years. But, like, physically, I feel fine. Like, I'm, I mean, I'm a lot tired. My energy isn't what it used to be at all. Um, but physically, I feel fine. Emotionally, I feel fine. Um, 
mentally I feel great. I think emotionally it's, it's still up and down sometimes, but nothing like it used to be. So I feel fine. I'm like happy about the future. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I'll probably go back to work in January and I'm also, so are you on a leave from your work right yes, now? Yes. I'm on leave right now right. and they're just waiting for me to come back because they love me. Great. Yeah. And I'm, I'm actually planning a wellness retreat <laughs> in my spare time. I want to do a wellness. To... Yeah. I'm planning a wellness retreat that you're going to put on that I'm going to put on. I'm coming. Yes. Okay, good. Um, I was actually going to talk to you about it when I was more like, okay, because I realized just like even in this conversation and other women I've spoken to, we do not take time to check in. We check in with ourselves by ourselves, but that's not the same thing. Like it's like having a conversation with yourself and answering yourself about what's wrong with you. Um, doesn't always give you, um, like the big picture of what's going on with you. So while I was going through treatment, um, I had some great people reach out to me and I've been on two different, like what they called their wellness retreat. And there were good things about it and there were things about it that I was like, okay, for me, this isn't relaxing enough. And it also didn't have some of the aspects I would love in a wellness retreat. I said, so I definitely want to have one. Um, I got to reconnect with nature, which is something I don't do. Like I'm not, I don't do rustic. I don't do outdoors. Where's the hotel? Where's the uh, hotel pool? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But this, one of them was in, like was in, was remote. It was in Penetanguishene, which is north west of Toronto like two hours never heard of it myself okay never been there I was like this is some bull I don't know what you're talking about (laughs) I went there and like literally within a day I had never that was the calmest I've ever been since this whole thing has happened to me wow and I was like I was only there a day and a half oh really yeah I was only there a day and a half I thought there was supposed to be like a retreat where you go for like a week or something. There's some you can do that. Okay. Um, but and there's some shorter. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool, cool. Yeah. And I'm looking to do like a two day retreat. Just like get out of the city. Um, what was great is like, I definitely want like a chef on hand. They had a chef there one of the days. Um, like having all the food cooked for you, organic and delicious and fresh. I was like, that's so important. Like I'm so um looking at what I'm eating now and what I'm putting in my body and also like what those foods, what are the benefits of those foods for your body? Um, so I've been like partnering with like people who like that's their expertise as opposed to being like, okay, well I know it's like, I don't actually know, but partnering with people who do that. Um, and then like having, you know, like the meditation and the yoga and being remote and people have asked me like, does it need to be remote? And I'm like, I'm telling you there's something about the disconnecting that your brain automatically is somewhere else. And I didn't get it before. It's huge. When I, I was in Europe. I didn't get it. It's something else. It took me a month when I got back from my trip to get back, a month to get back into like. And that's how we are though, right? Like, even now, I feel that anxiousness. And I keep saying to Corey, I'm like, I need to leave. I need to leave. He's like, well, you have radiation starting. I said, okay, but it hasn't started yet. How do I get out of here and get back? I have all these appointments. I'm trying to do it because there's a disconnect. And I was like, I could go to a resort somewhere and host it, but I was like, we're not, we don't need to go that far. Like I had never, I didn't even know, and it's ignorant, but I didn't even understand why people go to their cottages and stuff. I was like, I don't get it. But there's some places where it's so serene that I'm like, oh my gosh. Like I can hear myself now. Like I literally heard myself for the, like my real self. You know, when they talk about yourself, 
not the one trying to tell you things, but like in there, in there. And it's so undescribable to, th- to people. Like I can't even describe what I felt. Well, I mean us as a culture and society in North America, I mean, especially we're so disconnected with that self that when you say that to somebody, they don't even know what you're talking about. And I what wouldn't do you mean have either. Yourself? Like, yeah, they're so disconnected from it. And it's like, it's not good and it's not bad, but yeah. it just, it's really is what it is. Well, like I've been begging to hear my intuition. Like I've been begging for years to be like, there's something about me not trusting my intuition for the last few years. I don't know what that is or where that started, but I was like, why can't I just, you know, when you, you go into like a business situation, it's like, you know, if a deal is right or wrong and you may not be able to explain to that person, but you're like, there just is right. You know, when you meet someone, if that person and you are going to be on the same wavelength, it's like, you don't know how to explain it, but you're like that vibe. We're not there. And I said, I used to be very good at that. Um, like instant when I meet people and I, I was losing it and I was like, what am I missing? And I feel like if I had taken more time to check in, I would have seen this coming. That's my belief because there were little signs for myself where I said, something's off. And I said this to Corey for my, I said, something's off about me and I don't know what it is I just feel off and he would just be like I don't know what that means and I'm like I know you don't and I don't know something's off and and that was for about a year something didn't feel right I didn't feel right it didn't matter how much I worked out I was always extra tired I was like something's not exactly right and I thought it was because we were planning the wedding and I thought it was and then we went had the wedding then it was on the honeymoon I'm like something's off I'm like we're happy but something's not right. Then I was like, maybe I need more financial stability, get a job. I got the job. Something's off. Something kept, it, there was something I kept trying to fill. It wasn't, something wasn't there. And I don't know if it was the cancer, but I know that I didn't take time to ask myself, okay, well, you better go take your time and discover what's that thing that's off. Because you always know if you're out of alignment but we don't want to take time to deal with that because we're too busy running, running towards whatever we're running towards. So that's why I wanted to do the retreat because I want women to have that, to take the time and the space to check in in a real way. And if you're going to spend the money to go on vacation and go sit in the sun and drink your face off, it's like, when are you going to spend the time to check in with yourself? Because if you're not taking care of you, you can't take care of nobody in your life. So that's that 100% boom shakalaka (laughs) (laughs) wow well this is amazing oh it's so fun thank you so much every time you open your mouth I'm like oh (laughs) no it's good I think it I think that everything you're talking about we're talking about is like something that I think about a lot because I you see it within yourself I see it Mm. within myself and I see it with everyone around me Mm -hmm. everybody's chasing I want to be successful I want to be this I want to be that I want to be this I want to be that and there's like a massive disconnect most of the people that I see that are you know we're all trying Mm -hmm. to chase this thing like there's like this like feeling of sadness in there Mm. that I really pick up on and a lot of it has to do with this exactly yeah it's it's some, looking for something outside of yourself to fill a void that can't be filled outside of yourself. Yeah. And knowing that, but not caring because you still think if you get that thing, that ego man fine. is a hell of a thing. Oh wow. Trust me. Hell of a thing. Trust me. And it didn't go anywhere. I still think about it all the time. I still think if I had a certain car or a certain house or a certain wardrobe, 
then I'll be perfect. Everything will be fine. And I now know, like, you, I do know achieving those things will not actually accomplish anything outside of making me look good to other people. And it's a battle. Yeah. All the time within me. Because I have that side of myself that's like totally connected to that. And mm-hmm. then the other side is like, I need to get this. I need to do this. I need to prove this. I need to da 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 Right? Yeah. I get it. It's not easy. It isn't. But it's the taking the time to even just reflect on it. You're still a mile ahead of a lot of people. Because there's people who are not caring or don't think they have the time to think about to think about those things. Right. Until something like cancer shows up. But like you said, it's, it was a massive awakening. Huge. Huge. It, I, I found my voice. I found my voice inside of going through all of that. Before it was all very... I found the social media, media presence was like manipulated or manufactured. And there were certain conversations that were manufactured. Taking on certain clients, even if it wasn't for me, it was like, this is the image I'm trying to portray. This is what I'm trying to do. Whereas when you get cancer, and like you said... When you get naked, because that's literally what happens, everything you thought you knew about you is no longer that, your real self shows up. Like, I don't have a problem expressing myself or saying whatever needs to be said in any way that needs to be said. So like, And when, it's so interesting, because it's like, I would have said that, I would have thought that about you before. And I would have thought about that about me before, too. It's like, even <laughs> more, it's, but it's like, it's like even more layers coming off. Really? That's really what it is. It, it's, it was so freeing even just to write the blog in a way and I've tried to start a blog for years and I've written all kinds of weird shit that I'm just like I read it I'm like who's even talking in that I don't know who the hell that is and now when I write and people say the biggest compliment they can give me is I read your blog and I meet you and it's the same person like that's huge but even in me saying that about you I do notice the difference in speaking to you now even Hmm. It's even more. I mean, this word "authentic" is so overused. I know. Now. Like, I can't even use. It I don't anymore. have another word for it. But it's even more like Monique. Yeah. You know. Thank you. Even more than before, I can feel that. So, if that's what you've accomplished in all this, that's fucking huge. Listen. So. If I did, and I think it would be, it's all worth it. And it can only like you can't unknow something, so it's only yeah. gonna get even better. Yeah. It's like I definitely see now when I'm veering off of who I am or saying something or meeting somebody that I'm like, I'm doing it more for saving face than doing something I genuinely want to do. I see it and it's an icky feeling. It's an icky feeling. You'll know. It's like, I catch it now instant. I'm like, I feel disgusting. I literally feel like disgusting. And then I I have to cancel because I'm just like, that's not what I really want to do. I don't really want to be there. I don't really want to be involved. Why am I doing it? Ugh. Oh my god, that is like so huge for me. A lot of us. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. Anyway, we don't. We can do a whole podcast on that. Yeah, that's a whole whole (laughs) subject. But thank you so much. Thank you for for having me. No, of course, one hundred percent. Awesome. Yeah, let people know where they can find you. Yes, you can find me um, at Surprise. It's cancer on Instagram and you can log on to my website www.surpriseitscancer.com and that's that domain was available? It was. Amazing. Weird, right? It was meant. Yeah. And I literally came up with that name and like somebody had said something to me like, yeah, wow, surprise it's cancer, right? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and like literally <laughs> like the next day it was a blog, it was like a, it was a website. <laughs> yeah. So find me there. 
um, and all of my shenanigans. And what's next? You should start a podcast. Maybe. Now that I see this cool mic and this setup, I'm like, hey, I'll maybe. I'll totally help you. I got lots of... I, I could talk all day. Yeah. <laughs> um, thank you so much for listening. And you can find me at I am Bianca Harris and Whip Toronto pretty much everywhere. And I hope you enjoyed this episode. Thank you for listening. <laughs>